If you want a great conversation with a Philadelphia sports figure you should know more about, listen to One on One with Matt Leon on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. Hello. Well, happy days are here again. Oh, it's so wonderful to be with you again. And I'm Back in November 2020, Trudy Haynes still had it. She still had that enthusiasm, still had the joy, still at 93 years old, had that love for doing the news that made her a pioneer here in the city of Philadelphia. I love this new show. I'm telling you, you're going to love this new show. So be with us soon. We'll be coming your way with the new Trudy Haynes show. Yeah. Trudy Haynes was more than a pioneer. She was a first. She was the first black news reporter, male or female, at CBS3 here in Philadelphia. Trudy was a delight to be with. She always brought brightness and sunshine into the station. She had that fearlessness. She was Trudy. That was it. Trudy Haynes didn't simply break the glass ceiling. She took a sledgehammer to it and did it with a style and a touch that was all her own. I cannot believe the hell she must have gone through to have that resilience not have a chip on her shoulder, not talk about it all the time, and not act like anyone owed her anything. That's Mama Trudy. Today, we celebrate the life and career of Trudy Haynes, who passed away Tuesday at the age of 95. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Brian Seltzer. I'm Sabrina Boyd-Circa. And yeah, what an incredible life well-lived. And Jay, in addition to everything that you mentioned, she was also the first black weathercaster in the country when she worked in Detroit just An incredible, incredible run. And to help us toast, Trudy, it is great to be joined by one of her former colleagues, but more than that, one of her friends, someone who grew up here in Philadelphia watching Trudy on TV, and that is KYW News Radio anchor Kim Adams. Kim, you watched Trudy on TV, but when did you guys first interact face-to-face in person? How did you guys meet? So when I was hired there at KYW TV, which is now CBS3, I was hired as a morning and noon anchor. Trudy was the entertainment reporter on the noon show. So she would always bring in these guests in the studio for the noon show. And the guests were always, you know, tense and sort of, you know, withdrawn. And then by the time the interview was over, they were like, hey, Trudy, let's go out for drinks. Let's hang out. Because she was, you know, able to make them feel more at ease and everybody in the studio. My relationship with her was such that being the maverick that she was, because Trudy started off as a model and then transformed her job into a reporter in Detroit and then Philadelphia in 1965, she was a trailblazer, as everybody has mentioned, and being the first, okay? So for me, I do believe I was the first black female anchor during the morning show at Channel 3. So she and I had that in common, and she sort of let me know, hey, look, you can do this. I know you're nervous. I know that, you know, you've watched all of us on the air when you were a kid, but you're perfectly capable of doing this job, and just know that I have your back. So it was a place of I could go to her and say something to her or talk to her from one black woman to another about, hey, what do you think of this? So she was there for me, and all not just black people, but the black females there, but for everybody as a mentor of sorts. 
Here's another local broadcasting legend, Larry Kane, reflecting on his time working with Trudy Haynes. Trudy was a very special person to the people in the newsroom and the men and women who came after her. During the history she made in the early days in the 60s and 70s, and the tremendous uh, impact she had on Philadelphia public life. Her service in the community was unmatched by any broadcaster in this town or anywhere in the country, and she certainly left a legacy of uh, freedom, breakthrough, and uh, a shattering of the glass ceiling in a day when that ceiling was uh, hard, hard to break in many, many ways. But Kim, I also want to go back to something that you just said. Trudy started out as a model. How did she make the switch going from modeling to broadcasting? Why did she want to pursue that profession? Talk about breaking barriers. So how do you go from being a model, to which isn't easy in itself, right, to all of a sudden becoming a journalist? I always looked at Trudy as somebody who she wasn't a woman that just sat there in silence. She had an opinion about everything. She wanted to get it out there. And also, most importantly, like, and this is what I learned from her and all these great journalists that I worked with when I was at Channel 3 and all the TV stations I've worked at. But Trudy wanted to know that she was impacting people. And I think that that's probably why she decided to make that transition. I don't know. I'm just guessing here by what I saw in the newsroom every day and working with her. The thing you guys need to know you could hear Trudy before you saw her because she wore these bracelets that would jingle and you could hear those bracelets coming. And when she was went running into the studio, they would be the, the bracelets would be jingling faster. We're like, here comes Trudy. She was just a joy to have around. You could be going through a, a day where there's been, you know, a gun violence or shooting or a fire or something big happening. And the minute she stepped foot in the studio, there was a calmness. Like Mama Trudy's got this. Mama Trudy's got this. And you know what? She's smiling right now, I believe, at the fact that I'm talking about her and and everybody's talking about her and that we remember her and we thank her. Thanking Mama Trudy. (laughs) Let's go back in time a little bit. A few years ago, Trudy was part of a feature on the history of eyewitness news in Philadelphia. And this is what she said about the start of her career. When I came here, I... Scared stiff. I didn't know what was going to happen, how I was going to do it. I just knew that I put my foot in it, put my mouth open, and I had to go. And she did. She jumped in and figured it out. How did she kind of go about doing that? How, how did she establish herself in this market in Philadelphia? There's this bulletproof vest analogy for me. That is, she took the hits for all of us, women, African-American women, in general, whatever we would face, you got to remember what the climate was like then. Uh, who are you, cutie, out on the street? Oh, I'm not going to take you seriously. This is the 60s, right? It is an all-boys club. Trudy really dealt with that then. This is, was Trudy's most important thing that she was taken seriously, making sure that when she went out on her story that she got both sides of it, that she you know, made an impact in her story, doing her story. You know, we had this cute little rapport going with us because, you know, Trudy was probably my mom's age when I worked with her, which I really loved, but we wore a lot of costume jewelry. So she would say, baby, where'd you get that bracelet? Everything was baby, by the way, with Trudy. And I'd say, oh, I got it from this store. Remember, she goes, pick me up one next time. How do you like this bracelet? Like we were 
we would talk about our clothes together. We were fashionistas together. So I love that. Major fashionistas, Trudy and I. So I miss her. And actually, you know, just hearing her voice really, you know, is very moving for me. Kim, back in the 1960s when Trudy's trying to break into this industry, it's very much dominated by white people and by men. Trudy was black and a woman. And she described having to deal with that dynamic as an act of survival of sorts. We had so many guys that come in that were CEOs that said, take this one out, take right. that one out. I can remember little secret corners that we would all talk, are you going to get the axe? Are you going to get the axe? And everyone felt, I certainly was going to get the axe. So I have to give some kind of tribute to the union. I mean, think about that. She had to pay some sort of, as she called a tribute to a union that's supposed to represent her to try and survive and stay in the business. I mean, that's unimaginable to me. Well, you know, this speaks volumes of the person that Trudy is, able to know what's important to keep her place in a business that she fought so hard to get into and to have this uh, ability to be able to sustain that career and have a lasting power. I'm pretty sure, you know, with everything that she went through, she told me day by day, like day by day, taking everything day by day. I don't know if she realized she'd be in the business as long as she was, considering how it was back then. Nothing was in place then. No tiers of protection for people in general, and especially women. Don't forget, I, I think we were not wanted. And when you were there, you had to prove yourself. I started in um, my very first job was radio in Atlantic City with Mike DiNardo and Steve Keeley from Channel 29. And so I'm a woman and a, the only woman at that point, I'm in an all boys club. I had to really prove myself. From there, I went to Salisbury. From Salisbury, I went to Albany, New York. But I was the only black woman there at the station and became the first black noon anchor there. Then that's when I went to Channel 3. Trudy could see, look in my eyes and see that I was still following that same path as her. But I'm telling you, even though I, whatever I went through, it was nothing compared to what she went through at all. Kim, I still experienced some of that. And I didn't start in radio until the early 2000s. So I think, and I've seen a lot of women in, uh, in media and radio, especially black women within Philadelphia, who are even younger than me, who looked up to Trudy see her as the trailblazer that she is and an example and really paved a path, even though we're still fighting, she paved a path to make it somewhat easier for, for the rest of us. So that is just a testament to who she was and the work she did. And a handful of other people at KYW News Radio worked with her as well. One of them is your fellow anchor and our frequent guest on the John cast, Michelle Durham. She was Trudy. That was it. She wasn't going to change. And she went and she told it like it was, and she was so eloquent in doing so, but she just stood up to anything and just wasn't fearful. And as journalists, that's a crucial lesson for a young intern to learn is in the pursuit of journalism, you have to be somewhat fearless. And so I've tried to emulate that in my career. You know, out on the street in Philadelphia, so I'm growing up here in the streets of Philadelphia as a kid. I grew up in North Philly and watching reporters growing up on TV, there were a lot of reporters dodging bullets, just standing there reporting as though nothing's going on. And I heard that Trudy was very good doing that. She could be out on a crime scene 
and you would never know um, what was going on behind her. What you did know is what she had to say and the words coming out of her mouth and, you know, what she brought to that story. 95 years old. That's something to celebrate. We can only wish, right? (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, just an amazing feat. She was active, as you mentioned. Got a real kick browsing through YouTube and seeing some of her more recent clips of the work that she did with her online show. How do you see her legacy living on past her death now? Well, that picture that I gave you guys, it sits up on my mantelpiece. I look up at that mantle and I look at Trudy and I just hear advice from her in my head. Keep going. Stay strong. Don't let anything bother you. Be the woman you are. I think that those words that she said to me, that's what a lot of people who came in touch with her are remembering. I think that uh, people who remember her on the air, because my cousins were tweeting me, we were all tweeting about this. It's like, man, she was elegant. She was an elegant classy journalist who told it like it is. And that's what people will remember. Fantastic. We should all be so lucky to have someone like that in our lives. 100%. Thanks so much. You got it. We think about the impact of someone like Trudy Haynes, where if I walk around this newsroom today, you can see Trudy Haynes' impact every single day you walk in here. There's black journalists all over this city who owe a lot to someone like Trudy Haynes, and it's a very difficult loss for all of us. To learn more about Trudy's amazing life and amazing career, simply go to the show notes for a link to a tribute featuring the KYW News Radio staff who remember the great Trudy Haynes. I'm Jay Scott Smith. I'm Brian Seltzer. I'm Sabrina Boyd Circa. And that's all we've got for today. Tomorrow, Raquel Williams joins us to talk about Odunde, which is going to be happening throughout the city all weekend long. So until then, we'll see you on Friday.